Welcome, everybody, to The Psychologists Are In. I am Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Elmitson. And this is a very, very special episode, not just because we got to work with the amazingly talented John Cena. How great is he? But also, this episode was the podcast that we shot live in person at San Francisco Sketchfest with all of you. We got to do a live podcast in front of some incredible psychos who traveled all the way to San Francisco, but let's call it what it really is, Psych Francisco. We loved seeing all of your beautiful faces and talking about such an epic psych episode. Let's be honest, you can't handle this podcast episode. Welcome, finally, to the 20th annual SF Sketchfest, the San Francisco Comedy Festival. For tickets and show schedules, visit us at sfsketchfest.com and follow us on social media for festival news and updates. Please take a moment to locate the nearest emergency exit and please silence your cell phones and refrain from texting during the performance. Video and photography are strictly prohibited. Enjoy the show! Attention psych fans, wearing Pepto Pink and Ocean Eyes Blue, with a record of eight seasons and three movies, the undisputed champions of co-hosting Psych Podcast Rewatches, Rewatch Podcast, the psychologists are in! Use your microphone, Maggie. Eye. Yeah, I use my microphone. Hi, hey, Maggie. Ha. Hi, Tim. My God, you look amazing. <laughs> you look amazing. Doesn't Tim look amazing? <laughs> oh, stop. She made you say that. That was a softball. But you guys knocked it over the, over the fence. Yeah. No, your hair, the glasses... Look at this whole outfit. Your you, sparkles. I got some sparkles. I got some sparkles. Um, I see you're wearing my favorite socks. Oh, that's funny. These are your favorite socks because they've got my favorite person on them. <laughs> Tim. Maggie. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, forgot to re- you forgot to tell me something about the socks. Oh, sorry. You know, in the 400 text messages I send you every day, I forgot to tell you to wear your Tim socks. Yeah, he forgot. We text each other four. No, it's more like four hundred thousand times a day. Okay. And and somehow I didn't I didn't get that one. I didn't get that memo. Hey Maggie, I had a thing like six years ago. It was in all the papers. So I forget things sometimes. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, it was in all. The, I had the stroke, Maggie. You don't worry, did? I'm, I'm, don't worry, I'm fine now. I had I would I didn't know. Oh yeah, it was in all the papers. You didn't see that? <laughs> we love that bit, you guys. Hi. Uh, hey, hey Maggie. Hey, what? You know. This is normally the part of the podcast where I would um, <clears throat> ask my, my amazing partner in crime co-host a very, very important question, but I'm going to change it up. I thought since there's so many devoted, incredible psychos in the house, um, Margaret Cassidy Lawson. Yes? 
Would you like That's to do name. the honors? I would be honored to do the honors. Hit it. Okay. Or to have the honors? I would be honored to have the, uh, whatever. Okay. Here's the um, honor. Wait, the honor's I yours. Have... Catch. Here's the honor. <laughs> Thank you. I got it. Um, all right. Uh, psychos. First off, hi. <laughs> wait, shouldn't we do like a, hi, psychos? Yes. Um, Thank you. Thank you. We love San Francisco. Or is, is It's already drunk in the house. <laughs> yes, more of that. More of that. Um, okay, so, uh, Psychos, we have a, a very, very, very important question to ask you. I mean, I don't, I don't even know if you're ready, but um, are I you? I think they're ready. Do you? Do you think they're ready? Um, let me see. Uh, okay, I'll just ask. Are she's ready. You <laughs> ready to help us? Podcast the shit out of it. Um, you know, I'm gonna tell you, Maggie. I'm a little hard of hearing. I didn't quite get that. Oh, Sam, I'm you? not hard of hearing, and I didn't quite get that. Podcast, podcast. Wow, psychos. Are you ready to help us podcast the shit out of it? Now that's what I'm talking about. Much better. I feel like uh, I feel like we should do like our formal like opener. I feel like we should do that. Okay, I'm gonna do it. Ready? Uh, welcome everybody to season four, episode ten. Holy moly! Of the psychologists are in. I'm Maggie Lawson. I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Elmanson. <laughs> With a little um, hang out. I got a side note. Hey Maggie, I haven't told this. I haven't mentioned you lately. Horty, 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 horty. <laughs> Psychos know what I'm talking about. I love it. Uh, and today we're talking about, um, Tim, which episode is it again? Maggie, I would tell you, but you can't handle this episode. Oh, that's right. I actually can't. I actually can't handle this episode, which is why we asked a very special guest. Actually, no, we asked 400 special guests to help us podcast the shit out of this episode because we out can't handle it. it. I wonder what all these people were doing here. I thought they were giving away for drinks or something. No. We're, we're so happy to see all of you. So happy to see all of you. And, and we love you all so much as... Wow. Wow. More drunks. Hashtag. <laughs> Again, that is not said with any shame. <laughs> no. The, uh, the besties are drunk. Um, and... <laughs> Uh, we love San Francisco, or as we like to call it, Psych Francisco. Wow, exactly. it's like you—it's like you all—you went to rehearsal with yeah. us. <laughs> nice. These guys are great. I think this girl, Maggie. I'm feeling really good about this one. I feel like we have a great assist with this one, with our with our 400 guests. I really do. Yeah. Should we? Um... How many of you are from San Francisco? I love this city. And how many of you like flew in from? <laughs> Did you hear that? Are your arms tired? <laughs> Come on! Oh, Come on! Damn. It's a cl- it's a classic. <laughs> uh, try the veal. Don't try veal. It's bad. Yeah, don't try veal. It's bad. Um, um no, but it's a classic. But um, bump. Tip that wait staff. That is not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give it up to our amazing bar staff and wait staff oh, out yeah. there. I, can, I still can't believe we're 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 doing a live podcast right now. Our very first ever our live friends. podcast. Our first ever live podcast. This is crazy, Tim. 
And how, like, so this is, so we're, we're here with Sketchfest, San Francisco Sketchfest. And t Tim, uh, how, did, how, do, how, do we, how did we get here? You know, Maggie, hang on, let me refer to my very uh, professional notes Yeah, here. very professional notes. It involves a bitchy banana, that I can um, say. So there's something very psychotic. And no, there's, it's that also there's quite a psych degrees of separation with oh, yeah. us being here at psych fest, uh, uh, Sketchfest. This photo is the 20th anniversary of Sketchfest, which was co-founded by Cole Stratton and our dear friend, Psych All-Star. You know her, you love her, the favorite bitchiest banana, Janet Varney. Yeah. So uh, we were supposed to be here actually last year, which was known as the Sketchfest that has never happened and is not spoken of because there was that little, there was this kind of disease thing going around the world, which you might have heard of. But we don't, we don't talk about that. But we're here now, and you're all here now. And that's what's important. <clears throat> yeah. And Maggie, should we dig in? Should we to dig our, in? Our very first live show ever. Do you want to talk about the episode? I mean, I could just sit here and talk with you and the psychos all day, but I feel like we should actually do a podcast because that's what we're here to do. Look well, at my notes. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Let, let's, uh, let's dig into the episode. Should we? Wait, Tim, are, are you ready to? Are you ready to podcast the shit out of it? I wasn't before, but now that I saw these amazing people, and I've seen you, who I haven't seen in like months. We haven't seen like, each other in a very long time, yeah. Which is, I call um, bullcrap on that. Yeah. It is absolute balderdash I don't see you more often. No, it's, it's lame. We live it's in the lame. same city, for goodness sake. It's really, it took us coming to San Francisco to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to see each other. But we're here now, so Maggie, I'm ready to podcast the shit out of it. Let's podcast the shit out. What do you Let's guys think? Go. You can't handle this episode. Okay, I just have to say, this episode, I, I, we have very fun memories from this episode because John Cena is such dreamy. a gem, <laughs> dreamy, gem of a human being, and we've, we are so lucky. I, we got, we got to have him. I feel so lucky that I have the coolest family. I think maybe on TV with William Shatner as my dad and John Cena as yeah, my yeah, between brother. John and Bill, yeah, yeah, right. I, it has to be. If there was a contest, I would win. All right. Um, all right. So let's go. Episode 10. Is do it. Are you all ready? <laughs> so, you know, just, just stop me, Tim. You know, you know what you do with all of your. Yep. That's it. That's what we do. Okay. You guys ready? Episode 10. You can't handle this episode. You got to do better than that, though. I feel like they can't. Come on. Give me your problem. best jack. I feel like the psychos can actually jack. handle. Okay. Oh, wait. What? Your best Jack. Nicholson, he was in Do there. it. I know. Okay. I know you know. <laughs> Go and try one. That's what it's named after. You can't handle this episode. How about that? So scary. <laughs> was it really, though? All right. All right. Um, so this was written by Andy Berman, who... The greatest. The greatest. We love him so much. Obviously, he popped in a few weeks ago and surprised... Um, uh, Kurt for an episode that we very much missed him on, but uh, it, they were very, they were actually very funny. Um, Andy, I feel like always hits it out of the park, and this one in particular, I felt like he like went this whole other. I mean, this was a pretty Beyond. dramatic one, even though I was laughing so much. I felt like this was one one of our more dramatic episodes, um, and directed by Mel Damsky, who was uh, who directed the shit out of this with the action. I mean, I was actually watching this and went, "This has to be Mel." The action was done so well. Yeah, Commander Damsky, well done, sir. As yes. always. Do you guys? But uh, maybe the psychos can assist with this. Uh, d pineapple sighting. Nope. Really? 
No, I missed it too. I'm kidding. Uh, there's, a, there's a white pineapple jar on Abigail's desk. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just... <laughs> that, was, that was least... It was a lot of different emotions on that, I feel like. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go. Okay, cold open. It's 1989. Young Sean lays on the couch, slacking off as Henry lectures him on starting his day already. As they watch a commercial for joining the army, Henry asks Sean what he wants to do when he grows up, and Sean retorts back, go into advertising. <laughs> because of the catchy army jingle, which just proves even young Sean had a thing for jingles. Thank you, Devin. Devin's here. Devin's in the house. Hey, Devin. Devin's up there. Yes, Devin, we love you so much. We're gonna embarrass you more later, okay? All right, um, uh, disappointed with Sean's answer, Henry yanks off his blanket and storms into the other room. Cut back to present day. Lassiter and Juliet are at the scene of a possible suicide with Gus, Sean, and Abigail. Abigail mentions that when she said she wanted to spend time with... <laughs> Tim, yes, did I miss it? Did no, I miss I'm your just, hand? I just have a comment. There's, um, so, there's a lot of lot So of we're in the hotel at the crime scene. O'Hara is in <laughs> my favorite, Lawson Lilac. Yep, yep. Wait, and we what? must have shot this around... Uh, Christmas time because I'm wearing, I'm carrying what appears to be a Star Cups Christmas cup. <laughs> a Starbucks Christmas cup is what I meant. Or yeah. that's all, that's, they only had uh, red coffee cups at Crafty that day. Yeah, they probably did only have red coffee cups at Crafty. Because there day. wasn't bourbon in the cup, honest. There was Real never bourbon never. in the cup, honest. There was never such a thing as drinking Fridays on our show. Just like. <laughs> or Thursdays or. Uh, <laughs> No, drinking Fridays was a thing for a while, and then I felt like we got caught, and like, <laughs> no, it was a real caught. thing, you guys. We no, so like seasons. I feel like later on, we 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 it became many day was drinking day. No, but I feel like uh, early on, it was like a real thing, and we would have like a rotating uh, a treat that someone would make their like fancy recipe. I know Dulé had one, our Adina, who, who was our uh, uh, hair person for like the first, uh, she was so wonderful. And she would always bring something very special. Basically we just drink in Friday at certain designated times. Someone like stands out in front of the makeup trailer, does this to their nose and we all go in and then magically <laughs> drinks might appear. Or not, if you're from NBC Legal and listening to this. <laughs> Now, Maggie, there was something very important that didn't happen in this opening scene. What? Chief Vic is there, and her collar is not popped. Oh, no. And she's also, she's in bitchiest banana yellow. <laughs> in her, her, her blouse was bitchiest banana. Maybe it was giving off Jana. enough uh, I emotion that the popped collar would have just taken it over the top. That's what I think. I think the yellow was enough. Because it, it would have gone to 11? Yeah, it would have gone to an 11. We like to keep things at a 10 on psych. That's not true at all. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Uh, wait, where was I? Where was I, guys? What was, I, what was the last thing we said? Oh, right. Abigail mentions that when she wanted to spend time with Sean, she didn't mean at a crime scene, something, something more couple-y and normal, perhaps? Devin, I love your synopses. Is, this, is it synopses? Is it right? Synopsis? Synopsi. Synopsi. What is it? 
It's just synopsis, right? So the plural of synopsis is synopsis. Got it. Like it's your show. It can be whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay, hold on here. Uh, la, 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 la. It appears that the victim hung himself. Are you all following? Okay, good. It appears that the victim hung himself, but Sean sees signs of struggle and claims it was a mur... Hang <gasps> on. He was... Are you wait, Maggie? Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Sean sees signs of struggle and claims it was a... Murder. <laughs> and thank you. Wow, Tim. I have a, and that's tough to do sitting down, too, with my legs crossed. Yeah, no, it's good. You, oh, you want to give it another go? You got to keep me up. Wait. Oh, oh he, he, cue you up, he said? Okay, here we go. Ready? Me up. Sean sees signs of a struggle and claims it was a... Murder. <laughs> that's better for our very first live show ever. That's so good, Tim. You get like a little nose crinkle right at the very I, end. I tried to give you the nose crinkle. Yes. I know and, you like the nose crinkle. And that's when I know it's real. It's real. <laughs> and you mean it. Okay. Sean realizes they have no source of identification for the victim, so he must physically, oh, psychically, not physically, read the body. That's, um, that's when he finds, look, it's a live show, guys. Anything can happen. That's when he finds dog tags stuffed down the dead man's throat. This is not just a murder now. It's a military crime which poses jurisdictional problems. But Juliet says she knows someone who might be able to help with that. Cut to... Hang on, Max, I, ha I do have an interruption. Yes, Sorry. interrupt, please. <coughs> please. So there, here's a little insider insight. Which is a little, it's a little thing we do in our show. So, um, Sean, uh, Lassiter um, says, I, so Sean says, I think it's a, <clears throat> you know what the thing is. Because um, look at the and Lassie goes. I was about to say that. Look at the angle of the chair, and Sean gives a good boy, Lassie, which oh. which made me LOL. That stands for laugh out loud for you, for you olds out there. <laughs> I had to look it up, but um. So the insider insight is whenever um, in honest God real life when Sean would call Lassie or Lassie, I always hated it, initially because. As my wife knows, I never like being teased. It's all the, the um, chalk it up to having a mean older brother when I was little. Aww. But here's the funny thing in life. Aww. It turns out James Rodeo Rodriguez was giving me a gift because Lasser hates being teased. So every time he gave me that, he said, Lassie, the death stare was real. <laughs> so I used it. Because <laughs> that's, that's what kind of an That's acronym. a good, that's a good. That's good, Tim. And that's true. Oh, whoops. Okay, here we go. Um, anything else before I move on? Oh, now, we're that, now you may move on to our hero, handsome John Cena. I, we can't say enough. John Cena is doing like back-to-back -back movies right now. We, we, we actually did try to get him here. <laughs> we had to try, you know. Um, but he was so sweet. and he, he's, But it could be knowing John, he could repel from a helicopter at any moment. Out you front. never know. You never know. Anything can happen. It's a live show. Anything can happen. He knows where we are. Anyway, all right. So cut to John Cena, the lovely John Cena, we love so much, uh, running away from armed men in suits. He hops over a fence and runs on the beach just as Juliet calls him. Yes, sir. So the scene, this super awesome action scene shot again by Mel Damsky. So was, good. Was filmed at the, um, the Jericho Sailing Club. But here's a little insider insight. I probably shouldn't tell you because 
I don't want to get too crowded, but Jericho Sailing Club upstairs has an amazing deck, which has one of the best views of Vancouver. Oh, yeah. And they have Road Racer Ale on tap. Vancouver in the house. But it's, it's alcohol, so I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I hear it tastes awful. Just was, um, but the Jericho Sailing Club is actually one of our family's favorite spots in, in Vancouver. We, this season, we were living right down the, down the corner from it. And in addition to being an awesome spot, it's right across the um, parking lot from the Jericho Youth Hostel, which in the pilot doubled as the SPPD exterior. Isn't that an amazing little fun fact for you? I wouldn't know. And if you go at just the right time... Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm a dick. Sorry. He always brings up the pilot. Only because it's so outrageous that you, the amazing Maggie Lawson, Ray of Sunshine of our show, was not in the pilot. No, stop. Which okay. just meant that when you did finally come to our show, I think it was, what, season two? I mean, no, episode two, season one? Really? When you, it was spelling bee. I know what it was. When you did finally come to our show, as I've said many times, the, um, the Ray of Sunshine puzzle piece that was been missing finally fell into place. And we're like, oh, that's what this show needed. This one. You see, you think I'm a dick by mentioning the pilot. I'm just setting you up for how amazing you are. It was, it was beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate it. You need a tissue? You really hit it out of the park. Kind of, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to hold on to this. Okay, because this always happens with us. We start off strong, and then we're in a puddle of tears by the end of it. So, anyway. <laughs> oh, I know. Here's a funnel, another so funnel effect about the Jericho Sailing Club. If you go at just the right, amount of, just the right period, period in the year, there's bunnies everywhere. <laughs> and one day, we went with our daughters, and there have to be baby bunnies everywhere. Oh. Which cut to a video of Nora holding a song... Uh, holding a bunny, and the amazing... I'm going to have to put this on the socials. The amazing song called Baby Bunny, His Name is Sonny. It'll be better when you see it on the socials, and Nora will kill me. Oh, that's so sweet. So Baby Bunny's an amazing view, and Red Racer on ale, on well, tap. Why wasn't I invited to see the Baby Bunnies? Uh, it was... Pilot, were, thank you. It was on the pilot. <laughs> thank you, whoever said that. Got to keep reminding me. What, what <laughs> they said it was on the pilot, so I wasn't there. <laughs> well done. You're hired. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is fun, you guys. Um, <laughs> okay, wait, where were we? Oh, Cena, right. This amazing action sequence, which I have to agree, like, I don't know that we'd ever done one quite like this. Mel Damsky directed the shit out of it. Um, okay, so, <clears throat> John Cena, he hops over a fence, runs on the beach, oh, just as Julia calls him, yes, sir? Oh, I thought I saw a hand go up. That's how connected we are. <laughs> I thought your hand went up. Okay, he says it'll just be it's one minute, and then he steals a jet ski and accepts a call from his boss saying, mission complete. Yes? Okay, now the hand is up. So this scene where John is being a badass, one-handed, driving this jet ski with the other hand on the phone, in the background is something called Sunset Beach, which is the infamous site of where I wiped out on my bike and broke my collarbone. Ooh. So when you watch back, and you've ever seen what to see where, um, where Tim cried real on Scott tears. Uh, it was in the, he was on the beach behind John in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> really? I didn't even know that. Anyway, 
How is it? I still learn things about you after all this time. I thought I knew everything. I guess try and keep our friendship fresh and new and exciting. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay. So, Juliet's brother, Ewan, mentions that swallowing dog tags is a sign of shame in the community. He then tells her he's near Santa Barbara and is coming for a visit. <laughs> the next day, Ewan is at the police station telling a hilarious story to all the cops, and Sean awkwardly ruins the moment <laughs> by saying it's a little rehearsed and embellished out of sheer jealousy. That's when Ewan compliments him to lighten the mood. He mentions Juliet said Sean was prophetic... <laughs> Prophetic. And Sean Angle One of my favorite jokes in the show. You're prophetic. No, no you're prophetic. <laughs> oh, it was really good. <laughs> Gus then asks what Juliet said about him, and to cover for himself, Ewan replies, If I tell you, I'd have to kill you. So, oh. as Ewan is telling the story, and you and I are standing next to each other listening, the grin on Lasseter's face is as big as the grin is on uh, O'Hara's face. Yes. And then eventually he asks to see his, uh, his, ankle, his ankle weapon and knows he knows it's a Walther PPK because Lasseter has the biggest man crush on Ewing Yes. that we have not seen since we first were introduced to Special Agent Lars Ewing. So apparently it's, been, it's about Lasseter's got a type of guys, guys <laughs> named Ewing, Ewing or Ewing. <laughs> yeah, you really, you, really, you're, you really like Ewing. He's got his specifics. Yeah, he does. He knows what he likes. Um, okay, so uh, then uh, that's when, okay, he lied. I don't know, you're prophetic. I just wanted to say that again. Okay, along with everyone on the station, um, even Lassie fangirls over how cool Juliet's brother is after noticing his ankle holster for a secret gun, which we just said. That's when the autopsy report comes back, supporting the murder theory. So the gang now has to go to the army base and ask some questions about their victim. But I have to, um, <laughs> the giggles, when Ewan picks me up in that scene are all real. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to do that to that extent when we did this scene. And uh, I, I was laughing hysterically. See, I was just hoping he was going to pick me up and tickle me. <laughs> I know if that was Lasseter or Tim that was hoping it. I was, uh, Probably a little bit of both. Both. I've heard it both ways. I don't know if it works there, but... Ah! See what you just did there? <laughs> it kind of works. It kind of works. Okay. Uh, let's... <laughs> this is good. Keep drinking. It's really, it's really working. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Yes. Okay. At the, gate, uh, at the gate to the base, Lasseter flashes his badge, stating he's head detective, expecting to be let in, but he's denied. Then Sean takes a stab, instantly getting shut down. Then Ewan flashes his credentials, and they are immediately admitted. No questions asked. There, uh, okay, there they meet Major General Feltz, who tells them that the victim's death is a military matter, not theirs. I'm sorry, played by the amazing Robert Patrick. So good. So good. The original T2. So good. I was, like, afraid of him all over again watching this But episode. watching Robert try and get through this scene, giggling his ass off over, <laughs> over the ridiculousness of, of James, and suddenly going, questioning his agent, going, what the hell am I doing on this ridiculous set? <laughs> okay, but Lassiter and Juliet, wait, 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 they meet him, uh, yeah, uh, so, yes, yeah, so it's a military matter. But Lassiter and Juliet insist on seeing Stark's belongings and tracing his final movements that day. Major General tells his assistant, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Wallach, I can do this right, to take them to Stark's It's easy for you to say. What? Easy for you to say. Again, it's a dumb old joke. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> that was and their arms are tired. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got one more uh, Robert Patrick. <laughs> Bring it. Okay, so uh, Robert Patrick, I was, I somehow got the courage enough to ask him to take a selfie and I with me, and we, there's a picture I will post on the psychologist's website of us doing blue, dual blue steels. <laughs> with, and Robert wins. Yeah. Very good. Because those are like this kind of blue steel. And it's also, it's, a, it's quite a psychic premonition having Robert on the show because in Seize the Day, many, many seasons later, there's a great shot of Lasseter running, trying to be tough. And I'm just trying to, um, I'm just trying to do Robert Patrick in T2. <laughs> to some degree of success. Not as, obviously not as good as, he's got a little better of that jawline. But anyway. No, I think you achieved it. You're a good friend. Yeah. See, this, this is why we're podcast This partners. is why it works. You've got New Year's goals, and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Skip the grocery store and take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. HelloFresh's festive fare collection features limited-time recipes made with seasonal produce and premium proteins. Get out of the post-holiday slump with these elevated winter classics. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You will love how fast, easy, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. Fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls. I love that one. Seared steak and potatoes with Bernays sauce or Southwest pork and bean burritos. Come on, you guys. So many recipes. It's so easy, too. I love it. I feel like I'm becoming a better chef because of HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, eating well in the new year can be stress-free and delicious. With over 35 weekly recipes, they have the options you're looking for to help you achieve your goals. Choose calorie-smart and carb-smart recipes or even customize select meals by swapping proteins or sides, upgrading your proteins, or adding protein to a veggie dish. When it's time for the game, home gate like a pro with a limited time winning assortment of snacks, appetizers, and shareable sweets available at HelloFresh Market. Treat friends and fans to delicious barbecue back ribs, chocolate chip brownies, and everything in between. HelloFresh is the perfect meal kit. It cuts back on expensive takeout and long hours in the kitchen. I made a delicious dinner last week, you guys. It took under 30 minutes. I had the pecan crusted chicken with a lemony apple salad, and it was insane. It just felt good to know that I could make something this delicious on my own, you know, obviously with the help of HelloFresh. <laughs> Go to HelloFresh.com slash pineapple21 and use code pineapple21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash pineapple21 and use code pineapple21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. Let's be honest here. We all know that one person who kills it in the group chat and not to brag, but it's me. I'm just kidding. Devin wrote this and she's very kind. It's Rodé Rodriguez, let's be honest. Actually, it's Devin if we're on the psychologist bot chat. Anyway, I will be sending hilarious gifts at the perfect time and getting at least six likes on my reply. That's why you've got to check out Keepster. Keepster is the only way to easily turn your favorite iPhone text and photos into a keepsake book. From the insane moments in the group chat to the silly moments with your partner, now you can finally keep these memories forever with Keepster. How it works 
is you download the Keepster app onto your computer, choose your favorite text, photos, emojis, inside jokes, and more, and then Keepster does the rest. Want to add some context to your text and photos or add more pictures? No problem. Keepster's technology makes it super easy to add additional elements to your Keepster books. Haven't figured out your Valentine's Day gift yet? Keepster was literally invented because their founder wanted to make a book of her text for her friends and family, but she couldn't find a way to do it. So she decided to create Keepster. This is, it's such a good idea and it's super, super cute. The books are adorable. The, they make the greatest gifts. Keepster makes a perfect customizable gift for anyone, whether it's for family, friends, or your significant other. And it doesn't have to just be for Valentine's Day. Keepster is perfect for birthdays, anniversaries, special occasions, or just because you know the group chat will love it. Plus, books start at just $12.99. So it's a super affordable way to create an amazing gift. And for those late Valentine's Day planners, you can even get a digital copy while you're waiting for the physical books to arrive. This is a genius idea. I can't wait to make a keepster of me and Tim's text. We have the classic, hi, Maggie. Hi, Tim. And you look great yesterday. Oh, no, you look great yesterday. Imagine a book of just like feel-good compliments and inside jokes. <laughs> it's brilliant, you guys. We live and share so much of our lives on our phones. Now you can save what's special with Keepster. So if you have an iPhone, head to keepster.co slash pineapple and put in promo code pineapple for 20% off. That's keepster.co slash pineapple and use code pineapple for 20% off. One last time for the people in the back, keepster.co slash pineapple for 20% off. One of the most exciting things about a new year is that you have no idea what adventures are in store for you, from new travel experiences to new jobs or picking up new skills. There's no better way to prepare for 2023 than by learning a new language with Babbel. Babbel is a language learning app that's sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can feel confident no matter where the new year takes you. I always had a dream of learning French, but I never actually took the time to sit down and learn anything other than bonjour <laughs> or croissant. Uh, now that I have Babbel, I only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so I can start having real life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. It's my goal. It's my goal to be able to go to Paris and like speak fluently with people. You can also choose lesson times to be 30 minutes, 60 minutes, 15 minutes, or even five minutes, depending on how your day is going. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method has been specifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and your accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. That's pretty awesome. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Babbel is the perfect, fun, and easy way to learn a language and finally take that trip to Paris. Yeah. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash pineapple. That's babbel.com slash pineapple for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Did, 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 did I mention how amazing you look? No, I mean, I don't. It's funny. I had a stroke, so I don't quite remember it. <laughs> Did you? I'm reminding you. All right. Uh, let's see. Wait, where were we? Okay, so Major General tells his assistant, Lieutenant Wallach, to take them... 
to take them to Stark's barracks to the motor pool where he worked. I can say all of it. I can. I can do it. I can do it. Sean also asked for some, for some relationship advice from the Major General since he's at a weird stage with Abigail. The group decides to split up, and Ewan goes with Sean and Gus to the motor pool, where Sean discovers that Starks signed out of work on Monday, and Gus finds out that Juliet didn't tell Ewan his name and probably didn't even mention his existence. <laughs> a private there tells them, tells them he could have signed out because he was either sick, injured, or had a meeting with a superior. Just then, Ewan gets a call from his boss, who knows where he is and what he's doing. He tells Ewan to root out the bad seed on the base and then carefully cover it up. When Ewan hangs up, another private hands him a file on Starks. Ewan rips out the page where it says Starks meeting with Feltz on Monday and shreds it. All right. <laughs> This really, honestly, was a moment in the episode when I totally got lost and I had to wait until the re... As I often do in, in reading our scripts. I have to wait... Either I have a mask, ask Maggie what the hell happens in the episode <laughs> or I just wait till the final wrap-up and go, oh, that's what happened. Now it all makes sense. It's true. There were many episodes, actually. <laughs> you and I standing... Am I saying going, this for the first like, time? Like, Maggie, what the hell happened? We have... We would call each other and be like... <laughs> Do you know what Let's happens? Let's be honest. We never call each other. We text each other. We text each other because I made Tim get a smartphone very early on so that we could text. 100% true. But we would do that. I feel like often we would do that. And then like the wrap-up day would happen and we'd be like, oh. This is such a great episode. This is so God, we, these writers are really good. We really are idiots. And they really are the smart ones. Okay. All right, so Sean gets another phone call from Abigail. Thank you for the sympathy uh, over there. Um, uh, from Abigail and tells Gus she's being so clingy. He apologizes for taking her to a crime scene and proposes to make, make it up to her by going out to dinner at 8 p.m. The next day at the police station, Lassiter sarcastically welcomes Sean and Gus to the station, claiming a lot has happened overnight. Gus asks, uh, what, did you run a marathon? And Yuvin replies, yes. But then Malice... But then... Sorry, I interrupted. No, go. Then Malice Half, which... Yeah. And standing there in this scene just realizing what an incredibly comedic actor, talented actor uh, John Cena is. Okay, I feel like in some way... I, I know he had done a few things before he did the episode, but even I, like watching him for the first time, like this guy is... I mean, it was just a, a, an incredible, you know, uh, act, actor. I mean, I'm not saying... It, he's a wrestler, um, or was a wrestler, but like he, he was... It's totally real, by the way. It is. And he was so good. He, he blew us so all funny. away. Yeah. And of course, now he's like a, you know, he's a major movie star. And so. standing in that scene next to John, I am just so sucking my gut, kind of like I'm doing right now. <laughs> like, I can barely breathe because I'm just like, John Cena's here, puff up, sucking. Kind of like in the scene where he's telling his stories, I'm standing next to um, O'Hara. I realize I'm doing the classic actor, male actor thing of shoving my hands behind my biceps, trying to puff them out to make them look good. <laughs> Did this all the time in the show. Whenever Lassiter's got his arms across his cause, I'm trying to make my arms look bigger. <laughs> I am 100% not kidding. I knew you were doing that. <laughs> I always knew. <laughs> I, I didn't say anything. anything. I just let you have it. Um, you, but your okay. arms are bigger than me, so. Yeah. <laughs> what, did you call your, what did you call your arms? You have a name. Stick arms. Yeah, that's it. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Then Juliet says they found nothing in their search through Stark's belongings, and Ewan says he's sorry. The files didn't help either. Then you. Then Ewan reveals he thinks it might have been a suicide all along and unfortunately can't get them back on the base, again, for further research. Sean looks at the file and notices a page has been torn out. He wonders, uh, that, with, he wonders that with Ewan's sudden lack of desire to help that he might somehow be involved. Sean and Gus decide to sneak back onto the base themselves but are caught and brought to Feltz in handcuffs. Feltz warns them not to try that again. Sean says he hopes that this won't affect their chances of enlisting. He, <laughs> of course he does. He also tells him he's psychic. Thank you. Um, are, we, are, we, are, yes, we, we're are we at the point where um, Sean thinks that you and maybe a murderer? Oh. Question mark. There we go. Which in this scene, O'Hara and Lasseter have now switched color schemes. Lasseter's in a Lawson lilac purple tie, and you're oh, yeah. in an oceanized blue shirt like I was just wearing in the scene yeah. previous. Just another sign of how much influence that O'Hara and Lasseter have on each other. Absolutely. We called each other early that morning <laughs> and decided we're going to switch it up today. She's like, uh... Hey, Carlton, can I come by and borrow that shirt? Because yeah. I think it'll really make my eyes pop. <laughs> was I right? Totally right. Yeah. Those eyes okay. were like... He also tells... Pop. Okay, so this, this is one of my favorite lines in the whole episode because he says... Uh, Sh- Sean tells him that he's a psychic and he wants to pitch that idea to CBS about hold, the... Hang on. Before, hold before you go there. Very important. There's a very important beat... Um, O'Hara, no, I'll take it. No, she's not in Ocean Eyes Blue. She's in a rose blush sweater, which is, of course, in the Pepto drink family. So, those of you play, playing along at home, it's time to Pepto drink, and we are in a bar after all. Yeah. We haven't had Pepto pink. pink in O'Hara for a long time, many episodes. We, yeah, we haven't. I know, I saw it in this episode. I was waiting for you to bring it up. I thought it was this It was dry too. January, so I think that's why um, they're turned It up. was. I love that we've declared it over. <laughs> it's still January. <laughs> the the dry part, I don't know about, but um <laughs> I love that Maggie and I each made it the exact a number of hours uh, in our dry January attempts. I mean, I, I think I made it one day further, which was only four days. <laughs> I, mean, I thought we, we made text, it like three days. We made it three days. We texted each other and we were so proud of ourselves because we were just like, yeah, I'm doing dry January. Yeah, me too. Like, all right, dry January is now damn January. Yeah, and then we were like, it's, it's just 72 damp. whole hours in. And then we were like, it's pouring. It's not even damp. It's Anyway, okay. Um, thank you, those of you who understood. Uh, as, okay, so as the guys leave, they see you when talking to a soldier. He uh, is back to them, so he doesn't notice they are there. The next day, Sean and Gus let Lasseter in on their suspicions of Ewan, telling them they think that he's a... Murderer. Thank you. It's a little extra crinkle for you, Maggie. I Thank you. I'm getting so many crinkles. I love it. Okay. It's our first live show. We got to do something I know. Show. You guys, it's a, it's a live show. I see First a, I of see many. Oh my God! Now I gotta say when um, when uh, O'Hara overhears Sean's theory of 
homicide. The uh, I can't I I, I got to limit myself because you all can't handle more murders. <gasps> I mean, you might be able to, but still, which I don't, is I so don't, funny because this episode is called you know like they literally you, we can't handle it. Full circle. Yeah. But the death stare on your face is so intense. <laughs> it is, honest to God, a look I really hope I'm never on the receiving end of in real life because you scare the hell out of me. Good. And <laughs> more importantly, it's a series first. I really think it's, a, it's the first time in the entire series we ever see a ray of, we ever see ray of sunshine Lawson that angry and, and mad. Yeah, there's a little, there's like a hint of rage. I was even scared watching me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who's that? Oh, okay. I think I, I made myself a, a voice memo and sent it. It's like, Tim, never piss off Maggie like that. <laughs> because she's scary. Um, not really, not really. I just act scary sometimes. Um, all right, I've heard, where are we? I don't even know where we are. Oh, okay, so, oh. Unreal. No, that's so good. <laughs> I read these. This I read these for the. You know, it's, it's the first time I've seen them. That's because it's always fun. Because Devin always throws. I wonder like, where fun. we are. Because I got my oh. professional notes. You've got yeah. your amazing synopsis from Devin. Yeah. Uh, we're back on the army base and. Um, okay. Oh yes. No, it's it's very important. To be, we're suddenly we're in the airplane hangar. Uh, hold on. It says it actually says. <laughs> Unfortunately, Juliet rocking a light Pepto pink sweater. <laughs> overhears them and becomes irate. Devin, yes. Seething. Seething. Okay, hold on. Seethingly so scary. She lectures Sean on his unstable relationship with his family. Yeah, that was, that was intense. That was intense. She's watching him. I feel like she, she's a little overly interested. Okay. Um, uh, and how he can't wrap his head around the fact that other people love their families. Juliet then mentions he needs to mask his jealousy of Ewan better. Yeah. Lassiter, <laughs> Lassiter brings up that Feltz could be a suspect, and now he wants to take him down. Unfortunately, right as Feltz walks in. Juliet, still upset at Sean, asks if he forgot how to get home from the station since he's still there. That's mad, y'all. Like, that's mad. Uh, Sean suggests to Juliet that they get Ewan to help them get back on the base. Uh, that way they can tell which side he's really on. Ewan? I know. Wow. Ewan then takes Sean, Gus, Juliet, uh, and Juliet to the weapons depot at the base. There they learn that Starks sometimes substituted for another soldier when he wanted to sneak off to meet his girlfriend. This was the breakdown I didn't understand. Thank you for now re going over it again. Now, yeah. now I get the episode. Yeah. God, this is a good episode. <laughs> Thank you, Devin, for helping us understand our own episodes. I wish we knew you like years ago so you could have just... You Been on just, set with us. You could have just texted synopsis so we wouldn't have to read yeah. the scripts. Yeah. Okay. But then we wouldn't have missed out on our lines. Starks must have seen something suspicious while working there that night. Ewan then gets another call from his boss... Ewan tells him that Sean is too good to slow down. So he will now let the psychic lead him to the target and take care of it from there. In a new scene, Sean and Abigail snuggle in bed and she notices... <laughs> you all just can't help yourselves. <laughs> 
I don't, I don't even want to comment on the, the emotion that I hear. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, it's a little heartwarming. Um, <laughs> and she notices Sean constantly checking his watch. Then Abigail reveals that she's going to Uganda. One of, and also one of my favorite responses from Sean ever. I know what she was going to say. <laughs> the city? Yeah. And her face is so good. Like, I, did, you, did you really just... No, it's, it's the country. Did you, <laughs> did you really just say that? Um, anyways, uh, that, okay, that's why she's wanted to spend more time together lately. She then reveals she's leaving in two days and wants Sean to come with her. After an... Conundrum. After an awkward conversation about their relationship and future, uh, and Sean not wanting to go to Uganda. Beautiful city. <laughs> the great city of Uganda. Abigail asks where this leaves them then. Later that night, Sean, Ewan, and Gus stake out the weapons depot, decked out in a sick army costumes. <laughs> 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 That's right. <laughs> to quote Sean. <laughs> this show's funny. Y'all it's should so watch it. It's so stupid sometimes. <laughs> but it's so good. Um, <laughs> those costumes. Uh, to quote Sean and sneak onto the back of a truck as it pulls out using Gus as a diversion. Poor Gus. Uh, I mean, it's just so brutal. Sometimes, and they just go through with it. And Gus just, he's, he stays by his side. It's so beautiful. Anyway, the truck stops at a remote airstrip where they watch Wallach secretly selling weapons on the side. Ooh, he's the <laughs> bad so guy, boo. I feel like I look up and, and it's just like on cue. There's like a reaction of some kind. It's, it's, it, it works. I wasn't even talking about anything. Okay, um, okay. Uh, this is what uh, this is what. Okay, this is what Starks must have stumbled across when he filled in for Templeton. He was going to tell Feltz, but Wallach killed him to cover his tracks. Wallach spots them and takes off. The buyers, uh, the buyers shower the guys in a hail of bullets, but Ewan is able to get them all out alive. Back at the base, also an unbelievable scene, like a Sorry, shootout. Dude. Yes, yes. Okay, Tim. the hangar scene, I gotta say, this scene with, in the hangar was one of my favorite psych, favorite, episode, favorite memories of the entire show. Because this was the night that um, I called my dad, who's a massive, massive oh, John yeah. Cena fan. Like, I grew up with my dad watching wrestling. So I called dad, I'm like, Dad, um, you've gotta get to Vancouver right now. And he's like, well, I don't know. Because he was, he, was, he was taking care of my mom, who was ill at the time. And I'm like, Dad. Call Mariska, my sister. See if she can come watch mom. I'll say it again. Get to Vancouver. You can hang out with John Cena. <laughs> so dad drove, like, got in his Mustang, drove his, drove his ass as fast as he could to Vancouver, showed up on set, happened to be, got, got there just in time for lunch. It was, it was bacon burger days, which made him very excited. <laughs> and he hung out all, all day with John, and John was the nicest man in the world to my father. And, um... Sorry, sorry. No, the, the pictures of John and my dad are still like some of the most treasured pictures I have, have, have of my dad. Oh, and it's all because John Cena. Just Here. Thanks. <laughs> I knew those were you that gave those to you. Um, 
No, but truly, it's, it's, it's just because of John Cena, what an amazing man he was. So this was a really, really special day and episode for me. Because Dad got to, got to meet his hero, John. I wondered if you were going to share that story, and I'm so glad you did. You know me so well. Yeah. That was not easy to share. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, I remember that day. I remember that day as well. Um, anyway, John Cena is a, a very special man. I think I just posted that picture of, of John and my dad on my Instagram for um, Thankful Thursday a few weeks ago. So check my Instagram if you want to see it. Or yeah. I'll, I'll repost it on the... I'll give it to Devin to repost for this episode on the socials. <laughs> Save you the work. Uh, are we recovered? I don't know if I am yet. What's that? I'm not recovered yet from your story. You got the, you need the I'm good. I got, I got one, but, you know. I was just taking a pause. <laughs> oh. Uh, um, anyway. We have so many wild stories like this. Sorry, did I take it down? My what? bad. Your notes? Your professional notes? It's a comedy. I'm going back to my professional notes. There we go. No, you didn't bring it I'll down at all. Okay, That's I'll like... back to my reading glasses. We have so many stories like that. I mean, when you do a show, we've known each other for so long. I mean, we, we're like a broken record when we talk about how much we all love each other and everything that we've all been through together. But sometimes these moments come back up and it's just like, oh my God. Right. Stop making me cry again. We've had so much, we've just had so much life together. Like, so much. Anyway. I'm okay, too. Shall we go on? Let's go on. Should we go on with the episode? Unless you just want me to cry for the rest of the episode. Yes, let's Um, let's proceed. Anyway, okay. Uh, I don't even know where I was. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Okay. Thanks. We love you guys, too. The shootout? Oh. This episode. You can't handle this episode? Wait, what are we doing again? Um, no, um, this shootout was crazy, you guys. Like, I thought that was incredible, by the way. Mel Damsky. Mel Damsky. Um, incredible. Uh, he's incredible. Mel back. was the kind of director that, like, we would have these elaborate scenes um, on the water, like that whole action scene, a, uh, the shootout. Like, on, on the page, it would look like a beast of a day. And Mel would somehow, like... Especially if there was, remember when like the Canucks were in the, the like the Stanley Cup or like whatever, yeah, that he would literally be like, uh, we're gonna have everybody out of here by 7 p.m. And he would get these magical shots. Like, I don't know how he did it. He would, we would literally have the most incredible day. Everything would get shot and he would get us out in time to like have dinner together and watch a game. It was crazy. He was, he's, he's so good. Well, also we because it could be like, hey, if you don't get us out for the puck drop, we're going to be gone anyway, so... Um, yeah, there was that, too. <laughs> but Mel, would, that was, he would still do it, because he's so good. Yeah, he's so good. Um, okay, I don't know. Guys, where was I? Okay, back at the base. Is this right? We just had a shootout? Yeah. Right? Full yeah. shootout. Okay, wait, where's the, where's, where was that? Okay. Thank you all. Okay, uh, back at the base. Felt, uh, the, the Felt says he will track the stolen weapons and set up a manhunt for Wallach. Uh, Ewan tells them he's got another assignment and is unable to help with the search. He then leaves, but Sean remembers that he had been working against them for a while. Interesting. Yeah. Suspicious, Sean and Gus follow Ewan to a pier. Yeah. As Jules and Lassie follow them as well. Um, I, also, I want to go back because I feel like that Sean vision, when he starts to piece together the thing with Ewan, was, was, I thought James was so, so, so good in that scene. Um, and when isn't he? It, well, that's true. 
That's never. True. But I feel like that was one of the I mean, more. Mean always, never not amazing. You know what I meant? Never not amazing. Okay, so he's on he's on the dock, and oh. um, we arrive. Yeah. And then we have Ewan pointing a gun. The incredible scene of Maggie having to arrest her brother. You are so amazing in this scene, Maggie. Oh, no, you really are. It's you're you're it's it's uh, notes of Lassie having to arrest um, Hank. Oh yeah. Also directed by Damsky. Brutal. I love the moment though when it's like you know I could you can never shoot your brother, and you're like no, but I can. Yeah. <laughs> Because Lassie's always got your back. And, he, and you're so calm. In fact, I think it might be one of my favorite badass Lassiter moments ever. You're well, just so cool, calm. If confident. that's true, that was set up by O'Hara being such a badass. Oh. Oh. It's true. I was... I didn't tangle that by myself. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. Yeah, so that scene happens. That's a heartbreaking scene. Um, anyway, so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll read it, but uh, okay, so Sean asks Gus come to, to come down, but refuses because the sand is covered. Oh my God, another one of my favorite lines. Sean asks Gus to come down, but he refuses because this, <laughs> it's all covered in pelican pee. <laughs> so Gus. It's just so not what you think will follow. I don't want to come down there because, like, there are guns out and there are all these other reasons not to come down there. But no, it's the pelican pee. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Everything you just touched is covered in pelican <laughs> urine. Yeah. Uh, Ewan is about to complete his mission and clean up the situation, and he tells Sean and his buddy to leave for their own good. Gus is still upset that he didn't learn his name. <laughs> That's right. That's so rude. Also, Juliet and Lassiter arrive just in time. That's when Julie, Juliet holds a gun up at Ewan, and Lassie holds one up behind him. Um, Sean gets another phone call from... Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Juliet tells him that she has to uphold the law and that Wallach is going to jail for what he did, and Ewan ha uh, has to as well. That's when she arrests her own brother. And in watching, that's when Tim rewound the scene three times to watch how amazing you are in it again. 100% true. Wouldn't lie to y'all. Thank you, Tim. Uh, this was a hard. This was hard to shoot. I remember this was a really hard scene, um, emotional scene. Sean states for the record he hates that he was right, and Juliet replies, "Me too." Later, as Juliet and Lassiter wait to meet Ewan as he is getting transferred to a different prison, they learn he is mysteriously no longer in custody. They cross their arms and smugly smile. They cross her arms. Tim pushes out his biceps. <laughs> are you not going to comment on our on our jackets? On my jacket? We're, we're, aren't we wearing? We are wearing. Trench, uh, we're wearing uh, trench coats. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Which, when we get it. it's, it's not such a, a surprise because I was going to say I was surprised that I was in a blue trench rather than the traditional black. But of course, I asked for the blue one to match these suckers. Yeah. You know. I'm no dummy. I know, what, I know what I'm doing. You always know what to do. You always know what to do. But I loved how this, this sort of shot ended kind of on both of us, like partners having to deal with the fact that the knowledge that your brother did what you did and yeah. my friend's brother did what he did. Yeah. So it was really like this beautiful sort of moment for Lassiter and Harrow. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, meanwhile, this one will be fun. 
Sean drops Abigail off at the airport. (laughs) Passionately kissing her goodbye. Oh my gosh, you guys. But wait, but wait. I was watching, I'm thinking, oh, well, this clears the way for a certain relationship to happen. She's so good. I feel like she's so good in this episode and so good in this scene. It actually was, it was heartbreaking, and the song was so beautiful. Um, anyway, passionately kissing everybody, but deep down, <laughs> Devin. <laughs> We're all secretly happy he's one step closer to being with Jules. <laughs> um... <laughs> um we kind of handled that episode. <laughs> uh, I have two things I need to go back to before yes. you. Whoa, let's go. We're not done yet. Okay, good. Yeah. Should I just knock it in now? Yes. So, remember we were talking about drinking a while before? <laughs> when we, are we it's not? It's funny how many times in our podcast we talk about drinking, <laughs> Maggie. Again, I never touch the stuff. I don't know what it tastes like. I hear sometimes it's delightful. <laughs> this, by the way, is a can of mountain water. This is water. I was not sure. We're drink, it's, based on it says the can? I'm, drinking, I'm drinking water from the Alps. It's called liquid death. I don't know. It's very good water. Yeah, it's a really good water. Anyway. So, I mean, I am being very professional. I'm actually not imbibing during the show. This time. No guarantee for the next live show. No one can see what's in here, Tim. No one can see what's in here. Oh, God. Nothing. Actually, nothing's in there. <laughs> wow. It's gone now. You drink a tequila was, this early? Okay. I spilled it. Um, go, what were you, what? Okay, so, in addition to the memory of John and my dad, my other favorite memory of the show was <laughs> going drinking with John Cena. There was a night where we all, we went across the street from the Sutton to a place which was one of our cast headquarters called the Wink and Judge, which unfortunately is no longer there, but a bunch of us sitting outside in the patio and John ordering, saying, this is how the Undertaker taught me, taught me to drink. <laughs> And he orders 13 shots of Jack. So a trace shows up. At like, least. With like, the whole tray is covered in shots of Jack. Yes. And then to see Andy Berman drink his weight in Jack Daniels <laughs> was um, something I will never forget. So like, yeah, we went drink with John and he... Um, John was, I remember, I, I, I refused. I don't think I took the shots that night. I took all the photos. So in a way, I took all the shots that night. But I... I, I see what you did there. Damn it, you're clever. <laughs> I've heard it both ways. Um, so, uh, but you guys, um, I, I remember, because I was watching the whole thing happen from the first shot to the last one, uh, Cena was so, um, there's like a proper way to take a shot. And, and I think the reason so many shots were brought out was that he wanted to help you all practice. <laughs> I think so too. So, what is the proper way to take a shot? Do you remember? You think we'd remember that night after that many shots? <laughs> I don't remember what his ritual was. I believe was. I have a video of this that I'm going to find and post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a few. We have many from this one. Because uh, Cena, he was so, like, down to to play and, and go out with us. And he was, he was just wonderful. And uh, actually... I think it was after this season, we went to our very first, I don't think you went, did you go to WrestleMania? I didn't go to WrestleMania with you Okay, I did. I wasn't invited. (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure you were. 
I'm sure you were. It well, was I in just Miami. know I wasn't there. Whatever. What? Well, that's why it wasn't so fun, because you weren't there. Thank you. Yeah. That was well, well played. Yeah. It was really fun. But uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Are it you guys in Miami drinking? As fun. Uh, tr- truly, you were missed. Like we would have, uh, we were in best. Miami. It was, uh, it was so wild. I just had never experienced anything like this, and I, I had to go back the next year because I loved it so much. <laughs> surprising, right, year, I know. Next year we're going. Um, did I? I don't think. Do you ever went to a WrestleMania? Did you? Uh, I took my dad to one in oh, right. in Seattle. It wasn't right. a WrestleMania. It was, it was just a WWE match. Seattle. Wow. Woo-hoo, Seattle crowd, love it. Yeah. I love it too. Um, I want to give a giant shout out to, I'm going to embarrass her now, um, our, our producer. Before you start. Oh, oh. Um, sorry, Maggie Lawson. Yes. <clears throat> I want to f- thank my dear friend Maggie for, um, I've said this before, for calling and or most likely text me that one day and saying, hey, Tim, you want to do a, a Psycho Watch podcast and be going, I have no idea what that is. But sure, if you're doing it, absolutely. <laughs> so no, but I really honestly thank you for uh, inviting me to be part of this show and creating this amazing thing that you have and letting me be a part of it and do it with you. Because We um, have, we have, we. Because it, it gets me, it, lets, it allows me, us to relive one of the greatest periods of my life. Yeah. Every day. And, um, and again, it's the highlight of the week. Whether I'm seeing you, in, oh my God, we're actually seeing you. We're getting, we're doing the show next to each other in person for once. No. We're having a nearest. Well, we love you. But we um, love you all. speaking of love, and we I could wa- not. And I wait. Now I'm gonna stop you. <laughs> Ladies. I could. I know, right? Yes. Uh, can I go? Absolutely. What I'm gonna okay, try okay, and stop okay. you. Um, I I couldn't do this without you. Like I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I honestly, um, this has been one of, I'm so happy you said yes. I don't know, like, what, the last year and a half we've been doing this, it's just, mm. this has been our, like, joy. Um, it's been such, so fun to see you every week and do this, but also, like you said, we get to, like, relive all of these memories. And It's the highlight of my week, Maggie. It's the highlight of my week, too. And... It's like a highlight will be a highlight. It's like the ongoing highlight of our lives. Like, I really do feel that. How stupid level. lucky are we? How stupid lucky are we? And I, I honestly, I feel like, well, all right. I'm, anyway, I'm so glad you said yes, and I'm so happy that we get to do this. And I'm so proud of you, and I'm so blown away by you all the time. I, I know that... <laughs> I'm ready. This, whatever the thing was, it was in the papers. I don't know what you were talking about that happened, and uh, I don't know. I, I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, the spirit on this this human being is like nothing. I, I, I've, I, to witness you, what you've been through, getting to this point, is I'm, I, I cannot. Sometimes I, you absolutely floor me. As, as a person, as a, as a, we're, I always call you the warrior because you are, um, mm. right? I like, 
Oh, my God. Well, um, thank all of you. More importantly, thank you. Because um, your support through this entire recovery from the first movie we did. Yeah. And that FaceTime call in the movie. And you having my back constantly is just... Um, your friendship in this podcast has got me through so much. Same. So... I love you and thank you for letting me do I this. I love you too. And hey, you know who, who you know who we couldn't do this without? You? I don't know. Um, our amazing producer Devin. <laughs> Devin. Devin. You, you gotta doing? come down here. Sorry. Devin. Devin, we're not leaving until you come down here. Devin is, what did she say coming? Devin! No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I don't, uh, that's, okay, but to say, uh, obviously, we, I couldn't do this, we couldn't do this without each other, obviously. We couldn't do this without Devin. Devin does, Devin is unbelievable. Devin is also now a psycho. <laughs> Truly. And um, you guys see, so these are, these are Devin every week that's why you hear me giggling through them sometimes you hear me giggling through the ads as well because Devin loves to make me laugh <laughs> and trip me up um, but she is uh, she's helped us so much get out of here yay Devin this is Devin okay the amazing Devin ladies and gentlemen Devin, you want to help us do fan questions? Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Yeah. The Maybe. real star behind the podcast, everybody. Here, wait. Should I, how do we get you? There we go. Here, we'll Here. split. Here, you want to share a seat with me? <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> no, you're... No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Hang on. We're going to work it out. <laughs> this was a surprise, so... I didn't so, know this was happening. Yeah, I didn't know this was happening. So <laughs> we got a chair. We should prepare for a chair. Okay. Um, oh, my God. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> And, okay, you want to read the fan questions? Yeah. Let's have Devin. So, we... Oh, my God. You guys? <laughs> you are too kind. <laughs> or, as, or as Tim, Tim calls her. D-Dog. Yeah. D-Dog. D-Dog. <laughs> uh, okay, um, here. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, we collected some of these questions from you guys on the Instagram. <laughs> here we go. Number one, whose idea was it for John Cena to play you in? And how'd you get him on the show? I, I, guess oh, yeah. we'll, we'll I don't, I, I have to think uh, Rodeo Rodriguez, uh, being the wrestling fan that he, I mean, he was, he's such a fan, but he was also like, he had his, he wanted John Cena, I know, on the show for a long time. Oh my gosh. Look at this. Wanted him uh, on the show for a long time, and I think this opportunity came up. And you know, I, I want to say I, I might have this wrong, but I think he reached out to him like personally, and yeah, and was just like, "You have you have to come do this. We have so much fun. We're going to show you like we 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 all play. We'll show you a great time. Like it'll whatever." And it, I don't think it was that hot. like I think Cena was very much like, "Okay, sure, <laughs> sounds fun." It it was crazy. We were all like, "What?" He said yes. Okay. Yeah. 
But I think it was, uh, I think it was James. Perfect. Yeah, yes. I think. Do you know that? Do you know any other version of that story? Um, I like your version because I've got nothing. <laughs> it's got to be James. Yeah, it has to be James. It was James. Because like many things with this show, all great things because of sight come from James. Yes. And Steve. Steve. Yeah, and Steve. Andy. Mal. Well, I mean, all the writers. Dulay. But mean. of course, yes, the, it all starts with the tall man, the yes. dear Steve Franks. Who is hopefully very busy writing a fourth movie. Hopefully. Which, hopefully. Oh, which, but which you know by the way, should we like... Uh, <laughs> I think oh we God, need a little um, we need to give the Peacock Network a little idea of how much y'all want yeah. it's like, so perhaps maybe if, uh, if I were to videotape y'all saying chanting psych 4 psych 4 and My broken phone. I'm gonna let you do it recording go Peacocky, listening. They turn the lights on. Give the people what they want. Woo! You guys, hashtag, let them know. Psych four, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, they they listen. So like, it's it's yeah. Um, Oh, I'm so glad you got that. That's so good. You, what? I did that from memory. That's Even good. with the thing in my head. Wow. Wow, the thing in my head. <laughs> I don't know Wait, there you go. Bring it back. No, I, so I, I, I did that from memory because I took my reading glasses off, so I didn't need my notes for that one. Did it all from memory, even though part of it's gone. <laughs> this is why it, stay, it's, it pays to stay sober for a show. <laughs> it's not nearly as fun. But I don't get all slurry. Yeah. Well, we didn't have a lot of Pepto drink in this one, so we got, to keep, we got to keep it pretty tame. This is actually kind of related to that. Um, did oh. you have any pre-shooting podcast rituals in general and before the show? Today? Yeah. <laughs> did we? Did you have any of the... That was Wait, what? <laughs> Pre-shooting pre podcast or TV yeah. show? Pre-shooting podcast and TV. I mean, well, Tim and I, today, I mean, we, yeah. <laughs> we had some liquid death over here. Um, yeah, we took, we took some, some, we took some photos, yeah. Oh, the, in general? Oh, well, of course, you, we text each other what we're wearing. I know, I was Duh. gonna say. But some off, dummy forgot to tell his podcast partner in crime what socks to wear. Yeah, yeah. But you were the right ones. <laughs> so no, we did. We did. We totally text about what we were going to wear, and approved outfits, because that's what we do. And then we talked a little bit of banter of the, um, the uh, intro, which, by the way, I messed up. I messed up the intro I wrote. I thought it sounded perfect. What are you talking about? I missed the right. Um, it was so good. 
I can't remember. Just when you, listen, when you listen back, there's a word that'll be mixed up, but just pretend I didn't say that. It was awesome. It was perfect, Tim. Thank you. I loved that intro. It was so fun. I felt like we were like coming out for a boxing match or something. It was like... I don't quite have that, the old let's get ready to, uh, well, I can't say because it's, tra- it's trademarked. I can't say it. <laughs> yes, Let's get ready to for fisticuffs. <laughs> I don't quite have the booming voice I used to, but I... I disagree. Thank I you. This is why you're my friend. I thought it was so good. I loved it. I loved it. This is a fun one. Who's the biggest party animal of the psychic? <laughs> biggest party oh. animal? Yeah. Of, who's the biggest party animal of the psych cast? Cena for this episode specifically. Yeah. Um, who is the biggest? Define define party animal. Is it you? Enjoy no, I would say enjoyer of a good of a good civilized time. I would say uh, Dulé Hill. Actually, yeah, I think Dulé Hill. Also, I I don't I, I I put you guys I put you guys in the same category. Okay, there were many nights for Dulé and I at the Wink and Judge. Which was a pub across the street from where we stayed in Vancouver for years. We're not there anymore, sadly. Being forced to do shots with John Cena. Yeah, forced. You were so um, forced. But I mean, you, you're often Julie the Cruise director, so. <laughs> I do. I mean, I know if I'm if I'm trying to figure out where the where the fun's going to be, I text you first. <laughs> because I know where the fun's going to be. Yeah. No, but that that we we do that. We would we would we checked in all the time. Well, we we used to have a lot of fun when we would go to upfronts in New York for USA. They would like announce their shows, and we'd go for I don't know three or four days. Those to me, like we partied in Vancouver for sure. But when we all went to New York, it it was another level. It was another. It often level. strutted on the plane. You, it absolutely, it always started on the plane. It started on the plane when, this is terrible. Is this terrible? Are we like bad influence? We used to fly back and forth. <laughs> no, I was back and the, forth. Start, the plane to uh, upfront is what I was talking about. No, I know, but we, the, the, we'd go back and forth from Vancouver to LA. We'd have some early morning flights sometimes. Breakfast drinks involved Oh my God. Tim, we would get off the plane and I, I'd be like, what do, you, what do you have to go do right now? Because luckily I can, I, can go to, I can go back to bed. And he'd be like, I'm going to like a six-year-old's birthday party. And I'd be like. Yeah. Allison's in the house. Don't get me in trouble. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Was I not supposed to tell that? I'm sure she knows. She could smell it on my breath when I showed up. (laughs) Sorry, honey. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. I promise. It was mostly orange juice. Just orange juice. (laughs) Sparkly things. Alcoholic Are there things. any good rap or holiday party stories? Oh, wow. I well, I couldn't hear that mic. Rap or ho- any good rap or holiday party stories? I mean, well, I mean, it's got to be the I, greatest, the greatest, greatest rap, party. rap party is the greatest rap party ever where Kurt Smith came and joined our, our crew band. Mm-hmm. That was incredible. Remember that night? No, uh, I will never forget it. We all signed. We, we um, I guess a few years in, we started having, because we, since we're on the topic of partying, we would have a midway, like a half season party, just because we wanted to have one. So we're like, let's have a half rap party. 
And and we would do, I mean, it would be as big as like the season rap party where we'd like rent the space. We'd all learn songs. Well, also because for the for the, for the the rap rap, a lot of times people would leave town. So we yeah, needed, so quick, we needed very to do quickly. a, a mid-season rap so we could see each other. Everybody was being in town. So uh, a few years in, um, well, we had this amazing uh, crew band. So like all of our, like the camera crew, I feel like, uh, Richard ADs, yeah, everybody played instruments. They were all great singers. And then I don't know who brought it up at one point. Was like we should we should all we should all sing a song at the rap party, the half rap party. I think probably Marco Ciccone was, was probably Marco Ciccone, yeah. And we'd surprise each other. I remember I didn't know what you were gonna sing one year. I wouldn't know what Dulé was gonna sing, and like so we'd all surprise each other. I feel like the first year I really brought the room down because I like sang a. The brought brought the room down, being stunned at how amazing no, you are. No, <laughs> absolutely. All of us were like, I was like singing this little singer songwriter song. Everybody else was like jamming on stage. No, it but crazy. it's like all these years in, and we suddenly like hear Maggie's voice for the first time, really singing. We're like, holy crap, this girl can sing. Oh, that's so sweet. I was very shy. No, no, we're not singing now. Devin, Devin, no. But we we uh, <laughs> we will. We'll sing on the podcast. What have you done? I'm even losing my voice now. They want us to sing. They want me to sing. I'm not singing right now. I can't sing anymore, so. Uh, what? You can't sing anymore? I've lost my singing voice. Do you remember the psych out we did? Uh, we did uh, We did two. We did uh, one of my favorites, which was leaving on a jet plane. Yeah. All my bags are packed. I'm ready to go. I can't remember. That's it. That's all you get. Devin. I know we always say this, but I feel like some sort of space. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I can't Something imagine. Something in the planets. We already sort of hit everything, unless unless it would have been. Um, yeah. Genius! Why did we never do a Pluto? A, a, a Pluto, a Pluto episode. Boom. Yes, that is messed up. Right. I can't take credit for that. I don't know who said it. Somebody said something very funny, and I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. It is messed up that we never did a Pluto episode. Right. I would have liked a medieval one just because I want to see the boys in armor. I feel like the Wizard of Oz remake would be fun. Oh, so fun. That would be so fun. Devin. Sorry. Sorry. I love it. Oh, whoa. like in the show or like our personally? Oh, a which spot? A psych Vancouver tour? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I already gave you Jericho Beach, but just don't tell anybody about that bar on top of the deck because I want to be able to get a seat next time I'm yeah. there. I have one. Good. The clock tower. Um, I, mean, you, I don't think you can get up in the clock Thank tower, you. though. What? I don't think you can actually get up into the clock tower. You can't? How I did we get up there? Because we were on a TV show. We got special access. 
Vancouver people, if you're from Vancouver, have, has anyone been in the clock tower? Oh, okay. Okay, Vancouver's here. I like it. No. Well, oh, yeah. Obviously, and, uh, <laughs> the suspension bridge, obviously. Um, oh, the suspension bridge, right, right, right. Those are good. Those are good. So whoever you are, add that to your list. Yeah, there you go. Oh wow! If we could remake an episode. <laughs> Who said that? The pilot. <laughs> Suck up. But absolutely correct. Really? But not if it means I have to shave my beard. I don't know, actually. What? Uh, I mean, maybe duos? Um, no? What? Oh, Last Night Gus. I, I, Last Night Gus is good. What would we remake? Wait, Tuesday the 17th. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that would be really, really fun. I actually can't think of going back and trying to remake any of them because they're all perfect to me. I know. It's really hard to pick. It's like hard Like, we would never get that magic back in that bottle. We should start something. If we ever remake another episode or something, we should ask you guys. We should start a thing and do a poll. Let's start with the fourth movie. Psych 4. Psych 4. Okay. It worked. <laughs> what? Despero again. Despero. Despero, yeah? Let's do the last question. If you can write a book, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't hear from you. Last question. Last okay. question. If you could write a book about anything, what would it be about? <laughs> what, would, what would the book be about? Wow. What? That's going deep. Um, if we could write a book about anything, what would it be about? I want to hear yours. <laughs> I'm going to take it a step further. Tim Sternbush. What? <laughs> he, said, he said Tim's beard, and I said I'll take it a step further. Man, you all know I'd probably write about dogs or something. <laughs> what about um, you, Tim? I, 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 would, I would like to write a book on Tim, actually. But, yeah, but you, sh but you, you, sh you should write that. You'll get a big chapter in my book about stroke recovery. Oh, well, you definitely get part of the dedicated to. When is I want to read? I want to read. I think you should write a book. After I own. Um. Hoity-toity, the Tim Amundsen story. <laughs> it's it's kind of hard to translate reading on the, just looking at the page of hoity 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 hoity. I mean, it, it would have to be once you when you open it, it had to be like one of those really expensive greeting cards that you open it up and make it just got to look. So you open the cover and you just hear hoity 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 hoity. <laughs> I am Tim. This is my story. <laughs> Still workshopping it though. Yeah, it could be an audio book. Audio book. I like it. Or, oh, or, oh, full circle. 
Yeah. Devin, Devin is a genius. Yes, you are. You are. Even though you made me sing. I feel like we could do a podcast about making the podcast. Should we do a rewatch podcast of a rewatch podcast? <laughs> We're getting a little meta, but it is psych. Yeah. We're flying through these, though. We may have to get creative, Tim. Maybe that's, maybe that's what we should do. We just rewatch the podcast. We rewatch, we re listen. What is that? <laughs> I'm not mad at this. Um, Hi, yeah, thank you for joining us. Hi, hi, Devin. Bye, Devin. Hi, Devin. Thanks for doing the fan question. Devin. Hi, Devin. <laughs> you don't have to take your own show. She's so sweet. Tim. Maggie. Did we just... I feel like we just podcatted the shit out of our very first live show. I think we did. Thanks to all these beautiful people. So everybody, thank you for helping us podcast the shit out of it. Thank you all so much. I know we are like a broken record, but we really do love you all. <laughs> and you really are the extended family of our, of our psych fa- Like, we're all a part of this. We as, as, and as, as we've as often said, without <laughs> us, without you, we are not us. Right. And it's true. It's true. No, thank no, you I mean, all so for the, much. For the podcast and certainly for Psych. Without you Psych fans, there's no us. There's no, no our show. No. You all are, are, are the greatest. The, 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 the absolute greatest. Um, I don't know. How do you guys feel? Did we podcast the shit out of it? Did we do it? Okay. That's good. I think we did. I think we did too. Is there anything else you want to add about the episode? I feel like we're, we're good. This is how we end our podcast usually. I'm like, wait, did we forget anything? What? When do you come back? Yeah. To San Francisco, to Psych Francisco? Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully soon. Yeah, when and where is our next live show, Max? That's what when is our next live show? I don't know. We need to do this again, though, I feel like. Should we do this again? Yeah. I want to. I definitely want to. I feel like we should like bounce around. I feel like we should go 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 explore a lot of cities. Yes, San Francisco. Where? Kentucky. I'm working on I'm working on Kentucky. Whoever's second that's my home state, New York. That's my home state. So I I uh, yeah. But you, wait, who? Vancouver, Seattle. We've got to. What? Santa Monica Skies, huh? Oh, Santa Barbara Skies. I think it's Santa Monica. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Santa Barbara Skies. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Um. <laughs> we'll be a guest at WrestleMania. Um, I mean, you, I think the Bell House in New York City. Yeah. Or wherever New York City, but yeah. Um, thank you all so much. Thank you for coming. Thank you for traveling. I know so many of you had early flights and it's, uh, you know, there's a lot happening. It's really, really nice to see all of you. It's nice to be in this room with all of you and let's do it again and, and as much as we can. Um, yes, and again, we are blessed to have you. So I echo everything my dear partner here just said. Thank you all for coming out. And however, wherever you're going after this, get there safe. Yeah, be safe tonight. Whether it's in town, take an Uber. 
if you've uh, been imbibing the Kentucky, Kentucky Magic Water or gin juice, juniper juice, be safe how are you, wherever you are and uh, get back to your homes after Psych Francisco safely, please, because we need yeah. you to see you at another show. All Pepto drinking. Thank you all so much. We love you so much. This was such a fun way for us to dip our toes into the live podcast scene. We hope that it's just the beginning of many more. We had such a good time seeing all of you in your Pepto Pink and your Psychonic merch. We will see you next week when we talk about Season 4, Episode 11, Thrill Seekers and Hellraisers. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at the Psychologist are in and our Twitter at Psychologist Pod. If you want to see the live recording from San Francisco Sketchfest, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash psychologist are in. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.